Good afternoon. We are back for episode six of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And I'm here with Steve Moulton. My name is Karinetov Masian, and this week we are discussing planners on the go, traveling with your planner. And Steve and I have prepared a plethora of thoughts to share with you on how to travel with your planner, how to prepare for travel with your planner, and what to do once you've come back, now that we're both seasoned travelers with our planners. Say, at the... We don't sort of uh, <laughs> sit around for long, do we? No, we don't. They don't collect dust, our planners, do they? <laughs> Constantly on the move. So, so planning your life on the go, I think this is a very important topic because travel can come in so many different forms, whether you're actually taking a business trip or if you're going to be leaving for one or two months on a long trip away from home, from your state or from your country, and or whether you're just planning on the go, meaning that you just want time away from your family and from your home to, to plan away from where you normally would be able to sit down and sort out your thoughts. I think that is also included in travel, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, so it's not just holiday stuff and, you know, right. I include, um, you know, even short weekend trips away, if, particularly if I'm flying somewhere or going on a train somewhere, because, you know, even a short trip, I find I have to do almost just as much organization for that trip as you would a long trip. You know, it, it just sort of becomes scales differently, if you like, for a longer trip yeah, in terms of what you absolutely. actually need. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like a, pe people producing a, a bottle, of, a large bottle or a small bottle, the cost is the same. Mm. And so the same amount of effort has to go into planning because why? You're actually still leaving the house. Mm. And so all the things that go along with leaving the house need to be accounted for. Mm. I actually find that... Um, if you do sort of use sort of all the little planning tips and things that we've we all sort of sort of generate or devise is the right, better word over time, I find that it's it's far less stressful, um, you know, during that sort of getting to the station or getting to the plane and have you forgotten anything and all that sort of thing. There's enough things to cope with as it is. It sort of on a day-to-day -day basis, let alone, you know, adding to your sort of stress. And, and travel's become so stressful lately, mm. right? It used to be something luxurious where people actually got dressed up and mm. took the time to travel. And now it's just become this herding event mm. where we're cattling people through throngs of, of airport securities or train stations or what have you. And so I think the most important thing to consider when you think of travel is to first assess how long you will be on the go. Yep. And and I know from my experience, Steve, you and I were talking about this earlier. I have packing lists for three-day, five-day, seven-day um, tra travels. And then past that, I don't even go past the two weeks because... Uh, if we do take a trip that lasts a month, we usually recycle the same clothes. We'll, we'll, ha we'll have somewhere where we wash them. So there really isn't the need to go past the, the two-week time frame. I don't know about you. Yeah, How do you handle well, that? Well, during our seven-week extravaganza last year, <laughs> that was planned around. And we sort of ensured, because we were sort of staying in apartments most of the time, st stayed in the odd hotel, but not very often. Um you know, it was so if we traveling on this leg of the journey from here to here and here and so on, all the way around mm. the US, I was looking at so how many days are we going to be in each sort of location? 
and you know there were certain things like you know obviously when we were doing a search for an apartment two, there was two essential things one a washing machine two yep. wi-fi <laughs> or was it the other way around i can't remember <laughs> but, yeah very important i remember yeah, so uh, we, meeting you guys in virginia yeah. right? and you you were all in an apartment at the time in dc that's right yeah yeah so you know it was very handy to sort of know that um I think we planned on the basis of something like, um, because it was difficult with going to different places, different temperatures and what have you as well to mm. c- c- cope with. But I think I, I mostly travel with too many clothes, actually, thinking back about it. But, we all do. That's, um, the, that's the rule of thumb, right? They say, yeah. make your packing list and then remove half the clothes that you've decided to yeah, pack I could have because done you won't be using them. <laughs> <laughs> My packing list that I use, though, on a more regular basis... Uh, for sort of the standard sort of, you know, four-day, five-day sort of trip, relatively local, you know, so it's within Europe sort of thing or back to UK. Um, That's much more precise in um, what it contains. And I use that sort of quite religiously because if it's um, carry-on baggage only, that, you know, the weight of everything comes into account. So I'm, you know, very interested in keeping the weight down. So I, I go through the list with precision of saying, right, what computer leads do I need? And do what mains adapters do I need? You know, do I really mm. need to take two or can I get away with one of whatever it is? And Just you know, to make sure you come under budget with your yeah, weight. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you've also got, got some space to bring things back in, you see. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one of the t- tips that I, uh, Bobby turned me on to, my husband, he um, he found out that the UPS company actually has boxes that are intended for luggage use. Mm-hmm. And so what people do now, we've we've done this a couple of times now, is just take your, all your clothing to the UPS store or br- buy the box in advance mm-hmm. and pack it all up and take it to the UPS shop and have it forward shipped to where you're going to be. And that way you don't need to clear security with your suitcases. You don't need to check anything in. Yeah. You're paying for a suitcase anyway because the That's airports right, yeah. and the airplanes now make you pay. So you're just paying a little difference above that. Mm-hmm. And it's already there when you get there and you've saved yourself all the hassle of yeah, having so to lug it out. that's effectively going air freight rather than checked luggage. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. That's an option. Yeah. So, I mean, weather is also important, and considering whether you're going to be traveling for business or not, mm. I think that also makes a big difference. Yes, uh, because have... when I travel, I used to travel for business a lot, and the cl- type of clothes that you take, or I used to take, and the type of um, accessories that I needed with me vary a lot mm. comparatively to taking mm. a leisure trip, for example. And, I mean, I the, for packing lists, I use the... Um, there was an app that I fell in love with called the Travel List app mm-hmm. on the iPhone market. And I used this in our latest uh, meetup for Belgium. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to customize the the trip by a name. And why I like the app is because it allowed me to print out mm-hmm. when I was done uh, what I had. And so that worked out. Mm-hmm. I was able to hole punch it and put it in my in my Jilio uh, planner. Well, the, the Travel Lists I've mentioned already um, are either on Filofaxi in the file section already um, or they will be by the time you listen to this uh, podcast. So um, I'll obviously put links to those lists uh, or documents um, in the show notes once this is uh, on air, as it were. Um, what, what's your thoughts on um, what type of planner slash organizer to use when you're 
traveling. Um, it's something I know we discussed quite a bit because there's all sorts of things to take into account, isn't there? There is. And when I used to travel for business, I found my desk fax coming with me often. And I wouldn't mind lugging around an A5 because I knew that I'd have to have my client information with me. I inevitably, the minute I left the house, all the clients needed to reach me. And I can't keep track in my mind of what each client needs. That's why I write things down mm -hmm. and print things out. So in order to maintain that consistency of communication with them, I have a tab in my planner that revolves around my clients. And I find that to be a lot safer than taking a laptop with all of their private resumes on file because if that laptop is stolen mm -hmm. then all of their information is stolen as well as opposed to a planner where more pe people probably would not be inclined to want to steal a planner you never know but still mm. so for me it really depends if I take a light trip where Bobby and I like to travel a lot. Our, our mantra is travel light, travel often, eat well, sleep in the dark, cool and quiet rooms and stay hydrated. <laughs> um, and so when we're on one of those lengthy trips, I usually like to take a traveler's notebook with me mm. because we can fill up a notebook based on the country that we're in and fill it up with the relative information pertaining to that country of taxi cabs, where it kind of tips we picked up if we spoke to people on the way, what hotels we stayed at, Train how the service was train information, connecting, all of that stuff goes by in a whirlwind when you're on the road mm. and you won't remember one day to the next. It'll all seem like they melt, in, all the days melt into one. Mm -hmm. And so one of the important things that I've done is I've collected these small little booklets of traveler's mm. size notebooks. And if we ever go back to, say, for example, Belgium, I'll just pull out my little Belgium book and I'll know which hotel we stayed at and who we need to contact and and how many times I need to say thank you to Lucas for finding my iPhone when it was lost in the taxi cab. Thank you, Lucas. I will never forgive, forget you for that. Not forgive you. I will never forget you for that. Um, but yes, it's important to have friends in high places that know how to speak the language. And I think that's a relatively important point when figuring out which planner to take. Mm. And so I wouldn't necessarily want to take my best planner with no. me because there's going to be weather. There's going to be knocking about. There's going to be shoving of planners in tight corners. And I want to make sure I don't ruin my good planner. In the past, when I've, you know, if I've gone by car, for instance, an A5 is not too much, much of a problem. Um, but I've actually swapped into um, a zipped organizer because it then sort of contains everything that much more so secure. You know, you don't have to worry about the sort of rings suddenly flying open and everything sort of falling out um, in a zipped one because it's sort of self-contained more or less. But um, um, yes, definitely not necessarily don't take your most expensive one with you. If you do have something that's a bit more rugged, maybe even a non-leather one, uh, might be right. better about it. To, um... I think it's also important to consider the medium because you said when you travel by car, you can take an A5. Absolutely. Mm. If you're traveling by train, it's a different mindset yeah. as opposed to traveling by plane. I would, for example, if I were traveling by plane, I would never, ever check in anything that had a planner in it. Those mm. always would go on my person. The ones that got checked in during our trip were empty ones. Um, okay. Which I was just sort of, you know... <laughs> Who else would travel with six different organizers? Mr. Philofaxi himself. <laughs> Only me. <laughs> and that was a challenge in itself because you can't put them all in boxes and things. They ended well, up how, with... did they, how did they travel, though, when you took them out? Reasonably after... well, actually. There was a few. That, uh, they were sort of interlocked together, um, mm. so they overlapped each other. Uh, and basically, I just found a slightly bigger box and put two into one. 
uh, in that sense. But then interleave them with um, it's like sort of sponge, you know, the sort of plastic sponge stuff that yes. you use for packing and stuff. Basically to stop the leather getting dented and what have you. But um, they, they, they survived. You know, there are no problems at all. But the actual ones I was actually using sort of with all the travel details and what have you, they went in my hand luggage and they tend to, I think I used, I was still using the medium um, size or personal size more at that time. And that was like a brick. <laughs> it had so much information because I had all the um, meetup details in there as well, which was, uh, you know, there was mm. a page of, uh, for each one of those. So that uh, For anybody considering traveling with an A5 on a long trip, I'm going to give you my advice. Don't do it. (laughs) No matter how much you think you're going to go back and use your planner, you're not. Uh, You're probably better off in a a traveler's notebook or something lighter. I use a a, um, slimline, Mm -hmm. um, either from Filofax or from Jillio, the slim version, where I have um, those card keepers inside. Yep. And I have all of my loyalty cards and all the cards that I need to run my household from there, including copies of credit cards front and back Mm -hmm. and copies of passports. Because if that information should ever, the originals are lost, you want to make sure you Mm. have a copy of those. Put all your cards on the scanner or photocopier. Right. And scan one side, flip them all over, scan the other side, and then you've got that sort of safely stored somewhere. Well, and, and my desire to want to have all my planners with me stems from a, a desire to want to run my household whilst I'm gone. Mm. And so I think that brings us to the next segment of how do you plan whilst you're gone? What What is the process and mm. what do we need to look for, Steve? Well, one of the things that obviously often occurs to people is, you know, recording, you know, your your thoughts about places whilst you're away so you don't forget them. Um, mm. And... During my sort of long trip last summer, whilst I used a sort of normal planner at home, um, for that long trip I used um, a couple of notebooks in a traveller's notebook, and I basically used, tried to do sort of like a normal sort of page per day, or maybe two pages for each day, and I basically reserved the sort of left-hand side um, for tickets and stuff like that, that you know, just to remember things uh-huh. that where we visited in places like that and that worked fine of course when I got back I was then left with well what do I do with these two notebooks as opposed to my you know full journal sort of thing in the end I just sort of took the pages out put the pages in into the journal consolidate them consolidated the whole thing yeah Yeah, that makes sense I know when I came back from my trip I just dumped everything onto my desk Mm. and I said all right well let's take a look and see what we're keeping and what we're not yeah the most important thing for me is whilst we're gone is to make sure that the house is okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you all have a house sitter or not, but we we have someone that stays with us on a regular basis, and I've devised a home planner. I know you and I had discussed mm. this initially when one of Philip's friends was coming to visit, yep. and I said, you've got to get a house planner together. And you, you said that was a great idea where you'd put together... It's like a control um, manual. A control manual, yeah, how to how to run your household. And so you'd have a list of restaurants nearby mm. and emergency phone numbers. And if there's anyone going to come by the house and pick something up, they ought to know yeah. and not get terrified in the middle where, of the night. Where you turn the water off and where the central right, heating right, controls the mains are. And, and, right. Um, where the pool controls are and all that sort of stuff, yes. Right. Wouldn't I, mean, I would love to have that. If somebody handed me that when I'm coming to stay at their house, I would feel so much more comfortable mm. knowing that, 
someone has thought of where the linens are and not have make me yeah, not not make me have to go through looking in all their closets and <laughs> wardrobes. <laughs> it's in here Is it here? No. Is it here? No. So, do you have something like that? For we yourself? don't. No, because when we even when the house was left empty, it was um, we had someone sort of come by and look after the place, but they they sort of done it several times. So. There wasn't the need per se because nobody was actually living here, so it wasn't mm. quite the same um, as if someone was actually staying. We did actually consider having something like that, and I actually went around labelling everything. Um, <laughs> you got have labelling machine, we'll use it. <laughs> All the fuses. And, they do come in handy. Yes. But um, yeah, so that that sort of thing is is quite important, I think. Um, one thing before I forget about it, because I keep looking at this thing on my desk, is um, mm. don't travel with your favourite um, fountain pen, particularly if you're flying by air. They have Indeed. a horrible habit of leaking. Now I've read online that they should either be completely empty or completely full. Um, <laughs> that can get silly if you're using sort of cartridges and things, and even sort of decanting ink. In, it just becomes a, a nightmare. So I right. actually didn't bother traveling with any fountain pens. And I actually found online, recommended, um, a pen made by Uniball uh, called the Vision Elite. And it's guaranteed to not leak on aircraft. That is one of the things. When you actually sort of take the thing apart, there isn't a sort of a refill as such. It's virtually the whole pen is more or less completely sealed. Mm. Um, you can't really sort of, you know, I've been using this thing for, I, I bought, they came in sort of packs of two, so I bought a couple of packs of them. And I find them, they're, they're a very wet pen to use, so it does take a little bit of getting used to. But um, they work fine, and no problems with any leaks on on the various flights that we did. So that's a definite boom. And um, I still use them, but mainly in sort of traveler's notebook, sort of notebooks and stuff. And Have you tried the space pen? Um, I've heard of them, um, but I think I'll send you one for Christmas oh. so that you can try it. Is this the one that's sort of right upside down or something? Yes. Well, I figure if it's good enough to go outside the atmosphere, then it's uh. good enough to stay within the atmosphere. <laughs> that's <laughs> could be useful. So, so yeah. Uh, as far as traveling, how many planners did you take with you on this last meetup? This last one, um, two. All of two. What did you take? Uh, my. Giramondo, Traveller's Notebook, and the A6. Ah, yes, the A6. A6, and oh, also my little um, Gilio, I think it's called a Lady's Agenda, which is a tiny, tiny thing, <laughs> but it's just literally a notebook, which is the size, the you know height and width of an iPhone 6. It's that small. And I just use um, some notebooks that I've found that when cut down to size fit in it. The nice thing about these is the, the each page is um, perforated over its sort of height and so you can write notes on it and tear them out and do oh, whatever great. you want with them. So that's quite handy. And it's so I've small torn... it just fits in your... Oh, that's nice. I may have to of... end up getting one of those because I've torn papers out of yeah. my personal planner yeah. and I don't like tearing sheets out of there. No, so that I sort of keep that handy just for sort of, you know, on the spur of the moment sort of notes and things. But now I, I did travel... Oh, of course, I came back with an extra one. <laughs> yes, you did. Two, in fact. Two extra ones. One which was the special um, one with Filofax on the front of it, and um, another smaller Giramondo, which uh, came back as well. So, 
That was a good job. I had plenty of spare space in my bag. <laughs> well, we we just had ours mailed to us. So right. We have three items coming. <laughs> We're waiting for those. Um, so as far as being able to find um, a reason or actually being able to reconcile mm. the information once you come home, what do you find is the, is the best route? Do you give yourself a couple of days or do you dive in as soon as you've, you've come home? I think the first thing we tend to do is um, unpack everything and try and sort of put it back into its normal home, as it were, um, sort of download things off computers if required although most of that happens whilst we're away these days um, but I do tend to like to sort of sit down as I do each week and I was doing that just before we came on on air as it were um, and go through <coughs> notebooks and things that um, to sort of up to transfer notes across if, if I've suddenly thought of something on the journey sort of thing um, I'd like to sort of transfer that in to so it know that it, if it's something I've got to do in the next week or so, or someone's asked me something, you know, you know, you did say, you know, when when we were at the meetup or whatever about such and such an insert or whatever it is, yeah. And I've quickly sort of written that down because I'm terrible at remember. I can remember someone asked me about a certain insert, but who it was, I can't remember. Do you remember I took a picture of that? of that note I had written to myself for Nicole so mm. that we could share the podcast. I thought you'd enjoy that, that it was written on a, <laughs> on a notepad, but yet there, yeah, it's important to make sure. I think we do the same thing. If I don't unpack mm. the day that I get home, I find that it stays, the suitcase might has a tendency to want to stay open for three or four days afterwards. Uh. So I just empty everything out, dump everything out and get rid of it and put it back in its home. Mm. And, and so what do you consider the most important aspect of being able to reconcile your your data, literally, the stuff that you've written in? It's really sort of, you know, the important sort of things, not necessarily stuff that happened whilst I was away, because if that's been dealt with, it's been dealt with, really, isn't it? It's just a case of firing mm. that away. Um, it's remembering to include notes and things for things you've got to do in the future. Now, in my case, that might be, you know, find something for someone that I spoke to, making sure mm -hmm. that I get back to them within the sort of time frame that I said I would do sort of thing. Or notes, or because a lot of the time when I do go away and it's meeting other planner people, um, which seems to be most of my visits away these days, <laughs> um, they, they, they sort of these meetings tend to spark ideas off in my head about um, future um, sort of what well, podcasts is one thing obviously Projects, now yeah. Um, yeah. and future blog posts for the for the blog sort of thing so they're, they're a great source of inspiration and motivation I find um, sort of you know thinking oh right You've given me an idea. Yes, now you've now we've spoken to, for sort of half an hour on a topic or something. It's then clear to me that I obviously didn't explain it well enough previously, sort of thing. But now mm -hmm. you've given me a better idea of how to explain it in a better way, and I'll go mm -hmm. away and sort of rewrite, you know, the the rules of doing whatever it is. <laughs> Well, I, I like being able to come home and, and collect all this and put the correct calendar dates back into my home planner mm. or the planner that's sitting on my desk so that I can reconcile all that. But then also to have a correct record of the trip that I took so that if I do go back to reference it, 
I want to make sure that all the data is included so that I know which taxi we took and which yeah. hotel we stayed at and that the numbers are accurate and that if mm. there's any business cards I've collected, all of that gets put into its proper slot. So I can just as easily grab a traveler's notebook, put it in my Giramondo, and off mm. I go because I don't have to worry about the places and the people that mm. I've met as they've already been recorded. Business cards is an interesting topic, actually, and I think we might mm. come to that in some future episode as to what you do with future business cards that you sort of collect on your various travels and things or in your in normal sort of day to day business meetings and what have you. Um, that's a sort of topic in itself, I think, really. Um, I t what I tend to do, because I don't collect that many these days, um, is to add the relevant information um, to sort of a contact list of some description. But, you know, other people might have different ideas on that. That's a, as I say, it's a, potentially a topic for the future. I'd like to keep the business cards of people that I like. <laughs> and so if I've met someone I don't like and they give me their business card, I usually chuck it. And I'm sorry, that's brutally honest, but I don't care. Um, I, I do, what I do uh, actually find myself doing is adding these people on LinkedIn. And I don't know mm. if you use LinkedIn at all, but it's for professional networking. Yeah. And so in order to not create chaos in my mind with the hundreds of business cards I would potentially get, I find I keep the business cards of people that I currently do business with. Yeah. And if things change once a year, I go through a purge and I, and I keep that. And I know that's for another episode, but in case anybody was just dying of, of curiosity as to what we do, what do I do with my uh, business cards? I know one of the most important things for me while I'm traveling is number one, to make sure that I have the correct planner for the trip that I'm on. Yeah. And I think this is where I would advise everyone taking that next trip to think about. First, th figure out which medium you're taking. If it's an airplane, a train, a car, a bus, how are you going? And let that guide what kind of planning needs you're going you're gonna to have. Um, so if you are traveling overseas, don't bring the A5. You really don't need it. A personal size or a slimline or a traveler's notebook will do. Mm. And make sure that you have prepared for your journey create packing lists, not just on the go, but on the return so that you can make sure that everything is coming back with you. I found packing lists to be very helpful in mm. ensuring the integrity of what was coming back as well. And oftentimes I was able to replace what was missing. So make sure that you keep the packing lists going and ensure that also hotel details and car rentals and all the booking information that comes through. Uh, it's important to record that and have that on your and, fingertips. And phone numbers for the hotel. Phone numbers, right. Mm. And especially when you're going through airport security, you don't need to fumble through all of that. No. Just have everything together in one sheet. Keep that sheet with you and pop it back in your notebook, I think mm. is the best tip I could give. Mm. Um, I also, like I said, I like that app, the Travel List app. It's worked for me. I, I worked. I used it for this trip in Belgium, and I like seeing a record of what I used and what worked because mm. that's another reconciliation I can do is, oh, I've packed too many pairs of trousers or too many tops, and I need to rethink that mm -hmm. for next time. So that would be my tip. I don't know, Steve, yeah. what do you have? Well, one of the things that I actually used, well, I used it for the first time, but I've used something similar in the past, is an actual travel wallet. Now, it, it, yes. they tend to be bigger than a normal sort of everyday wallet, so you wouldn't necessarily want to use the thing for you know, everyday use. But they they tend to have additional sort of, you know, card slots for the, you know, the various 
reward cards or loyalty cards mm-hmm. in them. But they also take full-size airline ticket if you use yes, the paper-based tickets. Um, one I've got from Filofax actually will take personal-sized pages in, in the back of it. It's got little press studs in the thing to hold the pages Lovely. in place. So it's quite useful from that point of view. If you've got sort of notes of your itinerary and what have you, you can literally take them out of the travel wallet at the end of the day and put them back into your organizer. It's you know it's superb for that point of view. It's all, so sensible to have yeah. everything though in one place, especially when yeah. you're going through so many checkpoints where mm. your items might get shoved about, and you want to make sure you keep a minimum number of items that are moving yeah. um, in that moment so you can keep track of it. And have you know the relative currency handy as well. If you're changing currencies from where you're going to where you've started from, mm-hmm. it's handy to have both currencies. You know, for that last minute, you know, bottle of water or whatever at the airport or wherever, or the car park or something like that, and then have some change for when you arrive. Because if your phone's not going to work, your mobile phone. You might end up having to use a sort of normal sort of payphone or something like that. Or, or if you've left your phone in a taxi cab yeah. and uh, as, have to have someone know, yeah. chase it about Brussels <laughs> for you. Yeah. Nothing short of a miracle that we got that back. <laughs> so, where can we find you online? You can find me at the streamlinedlife.blogspot.com and in our Facebook group, The Streamlined Life. And Steve? I'm at filofaxi.com and travelersnotebooktimes.com.